Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 10 of Grow With Soul. Here we are, already in double figures. I have a treat of an episode for you today. I'm talking to Huma Qureshi, a client of mine who has turned into a good friend over the last year. Huma is the curator of the online store Our Storytime, and is also an award-winning published author and creator of the writing course The Quiet Words. In this episode, we talk all things writing, starting a writing practice, how to write when you've been told all your life that you can't, reading, journaling, and generally the power of words. I really hope you enjoy it. Hi, Huma. Hi, Kate. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) I'm very well, thank you. It's really good to be talking to you. Yeah, it's nice. Um, And it's nice to be talking, just to spend some time talking about writing, because when we speak, we speak about all sorts of things. And yeah, I'm really excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to kind of really dig dig into this with you because I've done a few little bits and bobs on the podcast about writing and I've got feedback from people that they say it's something that they struggle with or that they overthink quite a lot and I thought well who is the best person to talk about writing that I know and it's (laughs) (laughs) thank you that's very lovely to hear and I hoped that I'm going to be able to help some of those people so yeah (laughs) so for anybody who hasn't come across you before can you tell us a little bit about you and your background and our story time I realize I was going to say can you tell us from the beginning but there's like lots of different beginnings yeah <laughs> and there's lots of different threads that have all come together to create our story time and also yeah. just like all the various bits of me but yes I am Hummer and I run our story time which is both a blog and an online store and I suppose if we start at a vague beginning of writerliness I am a writer and have always been a writer I worked first as a journalist and then I wrote a book of short stories and so writing has always been something that's in me I'm also a mum of three little boys all under the age of four which comes with its (laughs) own entire world of um, challenges to deal with (laughs) and that's partly how our story time came about. I was trying to find a way to stay connected to my creativity and originally that was born in a very visual way through the store but I couldn't shake the writing part Mm. of me which is such a big part of who I am and I was essentially I was working on my second book or and trying to produce the the next set of chapters for it but I got very sick with morning sickness with my third pregnancy and that's when I fell into this place of wanting to be creative not knowing how to be creative but realizing that I couldn't let go of writing which had just got such a bond on me and it was almost like I went through the last year in this kind of love-hate dark tempestuous relationship with writing because I desperately wanted to produce this manuscript but physically and emotionally my head was just not in the place where it needed to be so I poured that creativity into creating something visual through the store and the curating of the products which in some ways is very separate but it all went full circle because I just 
it's who I am. Writing mm. is such a part of me. I could not shake it. I could not pretend that I wasn't who I was. And I think there's an element of that. When our story time was starting out, I was trying to, trying to hide the writing background. And it's all come full circle in this, it, now because I'm in such a, a happier, stronger, more confident place with our story time. And I know now what I want it to be about and who I am as well. And that is that I can't just hide a manuscript away in a in a drawer and pretend it's not there it's it, I need to get it out I need to write and that's that's what I'm doing with our story time <laughs> mm. oh I love that I just I love that you can kind of see it like that as well because we've been speaking over the last year and I remember that it, there was almost like this period where you were fighting off being a writer and you wanted to completely mm. like take that part of yeah you. I was in a really kind of negative and angry stage as I felt like it had been taken away from me just by way of context I was working on my second manuscript for my agent and I was supposed to have produced like the first five chapters for her and that's when I discovered I was pregnant again which is a very happy occasion but with every pregnancy I've had extremely severe 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 morning sickness a pregnancy sickness that lasts the whole time and that's what almost kind of destroyed me in this creative process so it was a really highly emotional subject for me because I desperately wanted to write and I couldn't and I was just in tears about everything (laughs) and that's I think you met me at the tail end of that when I just come out of it but it was you're right you're absolutely right I wanted to I was in this state of denial that that's who I was and I'm not going to do that anymore I'm going to do this um but I couldn't I couldn't just do this I couldn't just do running the store because it all kept coming around in circles to what I missed the most and what just made me happy Mm. and it's always been that ability to express myself in words and and take the time to do that so yeah, that's the stage that I've come back around to. Yeah, and I I remember as well that like for a long time you had a block around blogging and were kind of a bit defiant that you didn't want to be doing it. And then I can't even remember the inspiration behind the long reads that you do on the blog, which are always just completely beautiful. But I think there was just a moment that that clicked for you and you suddenly realised how you could put our story time and writing together. Absolutely. I think what I struggled with for the first sort of half of our story time where I was fighting the writer in me and I was just focusing on being a product-based store, um, I couldn't figure out why on earth anybody would want to write about products and things like it just Mm -hmm. did not come naturally to me at all it wasn't the kind of writing I either wanted to do or read and I didn't want to do it and there's this block in my head you're absolutely right about what blogging was and I just felt like you had to sound a certain way which is really stupid because I read other people's blogs I know Mm -hmm. a blog that has you know like your blog the blogs that have flavor and character and can write in a beautiful way they don't have to always be this kind of, I think there's just this kind of mindset about blogging that maybe has come from my journalism background, that it it's a very um, informal, very different style of writing to a traditional piece of writing, which is long form, long reads. Um, and then I, yeah, you're absolutely right. It was like a, a light bulb moment, which incidentally came when I was doing your campfire course, <laughs> when I realised that blogging for our story time was just blogging as me that it and that's when it all came together was that our story time is not about picking other people's projects it's about me it's about me writing and me finding 
a corner of the world where I can create this kind of quiet, thoughtful, more simple, more simple, simpler world <laughs> um, for inspiration and just to kind of take a step back from the noise of the world around you and just lose yourself in something that's very beautiful but very simple and that's what I realized I could do through the blog because my writing's not fancy it's you know I don't try and aim for that kind of flowery prose at all it's very simple but it's what I try to put into it is all the thought and intention of writing something that is meaningful and of intention that can serve me as much as somebody else as well so that's what I try to do. Mm. So do you think with the writing that you're doing now for the blog, do you feel more like you're writing for you as a writer, for you as a business owner, or for you as a human being? I'm writing for me as a writer and for me as a human being, and I don't mm. feel like I'm writing for a business at all. In fact, it seems really funny for me to think about our story time as a business because I, I don't. And I think that was part of the moment where the kind of wall, the block about blogging just crumbled was the realisation that I am our story time, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It's, it's my journey into finding this world of creativity again and reconnecting with it. Only this time it's on my terms. It's not to deadlines and editors. It's all for me and what I want to do is sort of share that with other people to know that you can do it for you. It doesn't have to be for these big publications or numbers or likes or follows. It's just that immense satisfaction that comes from knowing that you've crafted something which explains what's in your heart and you pour out your feelings, but in a way that is melodic and meaningful and enchanting. And that's what I hope I can do through our story time and the long reads that I do. It's every subject is sort of picked very carefully to fit in with this approach of just being thoughtful because it's almost like an intention for myself it gives me an excuse to focus and take a step back from a crazy world of having three little kids and all the challenges of just everyday life with or without kids it forces me to take a step back and to look at the world with that more creative mindset and just take a step back and observe and note and then write and that brings me so much peace and calm as a human Mm and you know answering your question it's what I need and I'm just really glad that I didn't just shut it away in a drawer and fight with it I've come to realize that writing is not a demon for me and just because I couldn't produce to a deadline doesn't mean I won't ever produce again so Mm. I've very much come to peace with this way of writing I really love what you said about how you do it for you and this is something that I'm coming around to generally in terms of my own content and what I do is that I've had this very narrow view of what value is in terms of like for my audience for my readership and I think what's so interesting is that your long reads are for you and they are quite personal but not in a this is what I have for breakfast way but they're a very personal story and it's really kind of showing that just because you're writing for something for you doesn't mean that it's also valuable for others and that they can see that. And I think that's a really useful lesson for us all to learn, whether you are writing because you want to get published or writing a blog or writing for your business, that you can write for you and it also be valuable and enjoyable for other people because all that we want 
as humans is stories and good story told beautifully I think in a way what you're saying is that you can write I can write for me and yet it is also helpful for for other people Mm, reading or inspiring for them but I feel that it's not a but it's it's Mm -hmm. it brings the two together because for me as a reader what is it that that transports you the most or enchants you the most it's knowing that something comes from a place of truth and and Mm. it's something that was real and experienced and in this scenario of writing on a blog where it's not you know samples of fiction chapters this is real stuff and you can touch people the most when you are honest with them and I think that's what I've come to realize as well because in my journey of our story time I kind of hid away the fact that I was a writer I think for the first six months I never even mentioned it and never even came close to talking about having a book published or an agent or any of that stuff I never even talked about it because I felt like it was not anything to do with it but also it was making that connection with readers they need to know my truth they need to know my struggles and they need to know how I've kind of come to the place that I am now because I thrive off that as much as I hope my you know people who are reading my long reads do as well Mm. so it's a real kind of connected world of reading and writing you get something from it as a writer as much as you do a reader too Mm. I love that so in terms of talking about the personal things and, and drawing from your personal life in your writing is that kind of where you get your inspiration from where do you sort of draw the line in terms of what you do and don't talk about in your writing so for my blog on the long reads it's very different to say writing a short story or something like that so it's for the blog it's me I'm writing I'm using myself as a point of reference and I do that because I think I know like when you go through moments of feeling alone as a mother or overwhelmed or just trying to struggling with your creativity I kind of write what I would have liked to have read Mm. if that makes sense but of course there is a line because I'm not just pouring out my diary online or anything like that mostly because all of it is written in my writer's voice it's Mm. well crafted and I take a lot of time to put each long read together which is why they're so long (laughs) as well and so yes the inspiration is always myself or something that I'm going through or something that I'm struggling with it's not always negative I just want to point that out as well (laughs) not seen my blog and they can be as simple as a piece like how I keep my home nice and tidy with three kids around and like kind of focusing on that simple minimal living and things like that so you know I will write about things that I know I have struggled with in the past but will also again help people that might stumble upon my blog as well and they might leave it feeling inspired and uplifted because essentially that's the feeling that I want people to have and I think there have been times where I've written quite personally uh, about my writing journey and about going through that period of you know ill health and pregnancy and emerging the other end and all those feelings about writing and almost grieving the loss of my previous career and all of that kind of all of those things that you go through when you go through motherhood and all of that it is quite personal but I'm sharing what I feel needs to be out there in order to connect with people because Mm -hmm. isn't that what it's all about in the end it's about connecting through your stories and that's what makes you real and it makes your feelings real and that's what I try to do so there is a line in the sense that I'm not pouring out the mundane Mm -hmm. I'm not going into specific details about the kids or my marriage which is something I 
trying not to write about now because I did write about it as a journalist in the papers and it's just too much scrutiny and I don't I don't want that and our story time isn't that world it's not the world of newspapers that I kind of grew up in as a writer it's my own little world so I can make it what I want to make it so yeah my inspiration for the long reads often just be about something that's going on in my life right now but it'll also be triggered by things that I've read and that's also you know when you start looking at inspiration for stories or ideas that are a bit longer like mapping out a book idea or whatever it will come from all sorts of places it's just being open to spotting those ideas so very often you could read a really really super interesting news article and all of a sudden you can't shake it you can't shake a fact about obesity or a fact about loneliness and all of a sudden next thing you know it turns into a novel and that's you know that's what's happened with Lionel Shriver and that's what's happened with Eleanor Oliphant's The Perfectly Fine I think I've got the title right for that but you know they all were all inspired by newspaper articles for example so Mm. yeah you can take your inspiration from anywhere as long as you're open to receiving that and spotting it and being alert enough to know what's a good idea. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I re- there's so much good stuff in there. I'm gonna have to like listen back to that bit. <laughs> but I really like what you said about how, at the very basic level, you kind of write thinking about what you would have wanted to read when you were going through something, or not even going through something, but just experiencing yeah. life. Because... Yeah, it's not even big, massive. Yeah. Thing. I think that's the thing. Is our story time is a really quiet place. It's just quiet everyday life, but slightly enchanted in the way that it's written I hope Mm. and that well that's what I try to do anyway (laughs) so yeah it's definitely not like every long read is this massive calamitous (laughs) post about some trauma it's not like that at all um it is very it's very simple but yeah it's Mm. just it's the simple things in life that I write about Mm. I think that we so often discount thinking of ourselves because it doesn't feel in inverted commas right like oh I, I should have some sort of data or demographic information when I'm thinking about what people would want to read when it's actually like our own guts and our own curiosity is a really good guide for for creating words that people are going to want to read. Absolutely I mean I in my journalism background spent the first you know the first incarnation of my journalism doing reporting news reporting taking away all the lovely writing <laughs> and just sticking to the facts um and I just I I couldn't I was not very good at doing that because I just wanted to write and write <laughs> and write and I found my home in features and first person features and they would often you know it didn't always be that I'd be writing about myself but I'd written about some very personal moments in my life for front pages of newspaper sections like when I lost my father and things like that and I but I think because those pieces came from a place of such truth and what I like to hope is that they came from or they came across as being put together so carefully that they touched people and moved people because of kind of intensity of expression and and thoughtfulness Um, and that's the same kind of thing that I try to do through my long reads is just it's almost like slow blogging because I really take my time over them. I think that's something that may be lost sometimes in blogging because you have this perspective or this assumption that blogging's just going to be these quick, short outbursts, but they, they don't have to be at all. And a lot of the time they're not. And you can take your time over it to craft it into an essay or something that is 
really meaningful. That means people will come back to you and read you and take their time to get to know you as well. Mm, so lovely. Right. <laughs> I'm going to talk about two, well, pick up on something that you we've already said, but there are two things when you are kind of looking around and listening to things about how to write. And the two things that seem to always come up is firstly, reading a lot and secondly journaling so take whichever one you like <laughs> first but what are your views on those <laughs> I happen to do both um, um quite a lot and religiously and ever since I was very 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 small and um, reading is like the first most basic thing to ever do when you're writing and it's kind of counterintuitive because I've met people you know I have friends or come across people um in the writing kind of worlds and circles and people will come up to you if you've done a reading or whatever and they'll say oh I really want to really want to write and I just don't know how to get started so I'll ask them also oh, what are you reading right now oh I don't really have time for reading mm. at the moment and it's kind of like ah don't even think about writing until you've become such a passionate reader that it's just what you do every single day because it's not about plagiarism or copying anybody else's work it's not about that at all it's simply about losing yourself in words and surrounding yourself in words and immersing yourself in the best kind of literature that you can find that speaks to you or it doesn't even have to be literature and just talking about reading constantly make reading a habit so if you want to be a journalist read journalism read magazines and newspapers there's so many people when I was a journalist that I'd go and talk um, at universities and things like that and it's like oh how do I be a journalist and they wouldn't they don't really read the newspapers mm. either you've got to You've got to read what you want to be doing. So if you want to have an amazing blog, read the amazing blogs. If you want to write an amazing short story, get to know who the masters of short stories are. If you want to read a novel, write a novel, read novels, read contemporary fiction or whatever it is that you want to do, immerse yourself in that subject because that's where your inspiration comes. It kind of gets you really fired up. I, get, I guess you can probably tell because I, <laughs> yeah. get really, I get really passionate about this, but it does. You kind of like, when I do, when I go through um, bouts of reading with a specific idea in mind or something like that, like for instance, last year when I was working on book number two, I had a amount of reading <laughs> to get through before I even could start my writing and it's not because I didn't have my idea I had my idea but I just wanted to lose myself in all these different worlds and learn so much from writers who were way better than me in their craft and it just gets you really inspired and gets you really fired up to and it it pays to take the time to set aside writing just leave it for now if you haven't started it yet or you want to but you don't know how then don't don't spend the time kicking yourself that you haven't started writing spend that time reading instead because I can guarantee that if you read religiously for a month you'll be so inspired you'll suddenly find that it almost comes to you naturally mm. and yes you also have to work at it but it will come mm -hmm. because you're not lost for being stuck you're not lost for words because you've just spent a month reading like some of the most amazing ones yeah that's such good advice <laughs> it's um yeah it's you definitely have to make the time for it and what a beautiful thing to make time for 
like how can you not want to do it? yeah it's a it's a really good excuse to make that time to sit and read because I think probably some people think it feels like sitting and doing nothing but if you actually think no I'm sitting and reading this so that I can write it's a kind of a nice excuse and I mean I went on a spa day with my mum a few weeks ago and read like half a book while I was there and then the next day my writing was so much better just because I'd listened like been reading another voice and just been kind of immersed in it for a day exactly it seeps into your subconscious and it just it's I don't know it's the most powerful thing to explore somebody else's imagination and creativity and and then to feel that you can do it too it's just it's just amazing so yeah just read 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 (laughs) (laughs) and so what about journaling because I have been resisting starting morning pages (laughs) and I I remember you saying before in one of your posts about how you found it quite weird to start Mm. journaling and I can understand that and as it's really funny because I've never really talked about journaling before because it's always been something that I've done. I've always kept a diary as a, as a girl and hid it from my mum and, and things like that. But it's not um, something that I ever normally talk about because it's quite personal in the practice of it, not necessarily in what I'm journaling about. Again, it's not this, it doesn't have to be this really profound outpouring. It's not that at all. It's just that it's a very quiet and contemplative act for me. So it's just... It's not something that I necessarily, like I haven't blogged about how I journal, for instance, but I do it. And I I really, it's just such a slow process of just unfolding and just stepping back from the noise and figuring things out. And it can be on many levels. It can, it could be profound or it can be as simple as just making a three point list of what I'm thankful for for that day. Like, what have I done well today or what have I noticed today? What did my children say to me today that made me laugh or I just want to keep for a moment because it was just so adorable? It's that kind of thing. It doesn't have to be long in that respect. And yeah, it's something that I have just done all the time and whilst I've been growing up and even now. And it has changed in the way that I journal as well because as I've become more focused on writing, my journal became a place to just practice writing. Um, it became a place to slow down because I think writing longhand really forces you to slow down and think about the words in that kind of very technical way. But it's also helped in that, like you, you talked about resisting morning pages. That for me is the first step mm-hmm. in beginning to write. Actually, it's the second step. I'd say the first step is reading and the <laughs> second step is morning pages, which is that act of spontaneous writing. Because I don't know if you've ever, have you ever tried it? I haven't because just, I can't get over the idea that you just spend this time writing a load of stuff and then and the, don't yeah. use well, it. <laughs> that's the thing. It sounds completely pointless. It sounds like, well, why would I spend 15 minutes of my very precious time like writing for no reason like it's not writing for a blog post it's not writing for a book it's not writing a letter or an email it's just writing what's in your head and the worst part is you don't even read it back and then you chuck it in the bin (laughs) how wasteful is that but um yeah just if anybody doesn't know what what we're talking about so morning pages are the act of just writing spontaneously whatever comes into your head for the first first thing you do in the morning for like 10-15 minutes 
and it can be absolute nonsense but you would never know because you don't read it back you just write the words and the words connect themselves to sentences and you just your hand just takes over honestly Kate your hand just starts moving across the page it's really insane because it's like you know you're saying you, you just can't get your head around it if you just write the first two lines the rest of it will write itself because it does it just gets into this sort of flow across the page and all this stuff pulls out and you might be aware of it at the time it sounds really I know it sounds a bit woohoo but you might not even be aware of what you're writing at the time but what it's doing is just emptying your head of all the noise and it just gets out well it's like decluttering your wardrobe you get it out and then you're so much lighter and more everything's clearer it's just it's what you need to then begin to write the really good stuff so you get the rubbish out and then you get the good stuff and it comes to you and it's yeah it is it's like tidying up but doing it every single day and it really does help and I know it there'll be a lot of people that are skeptical about how that can help you as a writer but it, it really does because I did it when I faced quite a big block over a plot that I was working on and I think I did like two or three weeks of morning pages just dedicated my time my morning like just 10 minutes a day and by the end of that practice I knew exactly what was going to happen in the book and that was just amazing and I absolutely guarantee that it was because of those morning pages because they just took away all the superfluous stuff that I didn't need to think about so I could think about what I did need to think about. Mm. Yeah see I think do think that it would be useful to me because I'm one of those people and this is I think it's partly me but also it's something that's quite common when you have a business or you have a side hustle or whatever there's there's just constant noise in your yes. brain and constant lists going on yeah. and reminders in your head like oh I must remember to do that but yeah it's even when you think you're organized and I'm sure you are I well I know you are <laughs> even when you are organized you still have those random stuff just floating around your head constantly because mm. that's what happens you're human um but you need to get it out and put it away mm. um, and then you can do it and then the magic happens <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like I the other night I was laying in bed because I couldn't sleep because I go through bouts where I just can't get to sleep and I was lying in bed and I was ro- worrying about a decision I made about an IT system in my old job two years ago <laughs> And I just was like fixating on it. So I think this is the kind of thing I could get rid of with morning pages. But I still, you know, I still do that. And I don't do morning pages all the time. But when I know that I'm facing a block, like Mm. a a writing block, that's when I do them because I know there's something else going on. And yeah, if you have something major going on, then yes, by all means, you've got to kind of explore that and confront that and see what's holding you back. But Often it is just this buildup of daily stuff. Just it's just clutter. It's like mm. having a messy drawer where all the junk goes in and the paper clips are messed up with the sellotape tape and all of that. <laughs> so you just need to get it all out, spend a bit of time emptying it, and then you've got a clean slate, a clean drawer, and you can start over. And I, it can be really weird to do it because I remember when I first started, I was just like, oh, sort of set my alarm ten minutes early to write. <laughs> some stuff and then there's a way that there's something that I like to do that kind of gets me into that mind frame which is like because if you opened a blank page first thing in the morning or even if you opened a blank page thinking you're going to write your next blog post or your next essay or your memoir piece or whatever if you don't know where to start 
I do this thing in my head and I've never even told anybody this. <laughs> I've never even told my husband, which is curious <laughs> because he features in this. But what I imagine is sitting down opposite him and saying, there's something we really need to talk about. <laughs> and then the story starts. So if you, you could even write, there's something I need to talk to you about. And then, you know, the rest of it can kind of flow. And then that, when you come back to it, you just delete. There's something I need to talk to you about because that's not, that's just your way of getting started. Mm, I love that. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> there you go, Richard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so as kind of two different people I'd like to talk to, which I think is people who feel like they're already writers and people who feel like they're really not writers. So for the first group who are sat there going, you know what, I'm absolutely loving this. I've always known I'm a writer. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to create. Where would you uh, advise they kind of start developing a writing practice if they, you know, are thinking, right, I'm going to start a blog or I'm going to write that novel? Firstly, you need to commit to that kind of intention that you set and by that I mean you've kind of got to make the time to write because it's just like I was saying before people want to be writers or people want to be journalists they want to be runners or whatever but we just don't make time to do it and that's one of the hardest things because if you're not writing for your job mm. but you're not doing the kind of writing that you want to do because even you know I was writing for my job too but I wasn't writing it's not like I was spending my day writing novels. You still have to make time to do that extra work. And it is work. And that takes some dedication. That's why people take classes and courses and commit to it so that you have an excuse that you're accountable mm. for. So, And that can be really hard because I know I used to find, I used to read sort of writer's tips and people would say, oh, make, can write 500 words a day and within a month, you know, you'll have your first X chapters or whatever. But I'd find that concept really hard because I'm not good at keeping an eye on the word count. I just like to write. So for me, I turned it around and instead it was more about the time than it is the number of words. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, with the children and everything else, I, it's not like I can do that every single day. So I look at what time I do have and say, well, where could I get an hour to write and if it's not an hour half an hour probably and just write for that period of time and that's how I you know even when I've been doing book writing that's how I would do it then as well because I didn't have concentrated chunks of time in which I could dedicate to writing so you need to find the time make the time to do it first and mm -hmm. set up your writing practice in that way because everyone has their own kind of best way of writing so you know, either write, some people write in cafes, I could never do that, I always needed to be by myself. Mm. You find what you know you respond to, so you don't have any excuses not to do it. But it shouldn't be a chore, and I think that's the first thing, is that you need to get into a headspace where you're not scared of writing, because you're scared of writer's block or whatever, you need to first, I would say, start the reading again first, and then let yourself be inspired by the ideas that come to you and then start the writing. And that doesn't even have to be the big thing straight away. It can be making the observations in your journal and taking the time to note down descriptions that you like and things like that. And then you're kind of in that world, you're in that living that writer's world. And then the next thing will come. Mm, I really like that because I think it's, especially with trying to chase a word count, you can always fall behind on that. If for you know one day you only get a chance to write two hundred words, then 
you've already kind of failed. Whereas yeah. if you're just sat there typing at this keyboard for half an hour, you've not you've not failed at all. And I love that you wrote a book using that method because I think a lot of us feel like if we're not in the cabin in the woods doing it <laughs> all day oh, long, no. then no, I, well, I wrote the a point? book with a, with a newborn attached to me for like half of it. So, yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was pretty tough going, but um, yeah, we got there in the end. So. Yeah, and it's it's all possible, and with with what you've already got, and I'm thinking a lot at the moment about the kind of idea of intention plus action and that some people start things with a lot of intention but then don't put a plan to action any of it and then other people start things with a lot of doing but they never actually set the initial intention and I think what you're saying is it's exactly that it's set the intention to do it and then make a plan about when when the doing is going to happen yeah and then that's how you make it a reality I mean even like the long reads for instance that I do those are often and not done in one flow much as I'd love to but they'd be done in the time that I can find to do them in but you kind of you you got to own that time uh, what I like to think of it is that people I don't want to say my brothers but like for instance my brothers will say they don't have time to do stuff because they're so busy but time is always there you just have to what is it that makes you so busy that you don't actually need to be doing because mm. then you would have time for the stuff that you really do want to be doing so it's just like I like to think of it as just reclaiming your time back because it's there. It hasn't run out. It's just that you ended up doing the laundry instead mm. when you could have read uh, three pages of something mm. really inspiring or something like that. So mm. Yeah. <laughs> so for people who are on the other side of the coin, and I know that there are people like this listening who maybe they're dyslexic or for whatever reason, mm-hmm. when they were growing up, they believed or were made to believe that they just couldn't write weren't writers but now they find themselves either really wanting to or they need to for their business or whatever so and they've just got no confidence about their abilities how do you start to build confidence as a writer whether you're trying to get it out into the public eye or not yet well I would say maybe start with the not yet if you're trying (laughs) to gain the confidence then don't think of having to put it out there for everyone yet that doesn't mean you can't put up say if you're kind of running a business or something it doesn't mean you can't start your you know blogging put it up there but don't think of it in terms of oh my god the whole world is reading this because they won't be and there's time there's always time and I think the thing that always strikes me because I get asked a lot to edit other people's work and things like that and the thing that always strikes me in people that are trying really hard to write something is that it shows that they're trying really hard to write something. It doesn't sound like them. So if I put down the piece that I've just read of theirs and I'll say, look, what is it that you're trying to say? And they tell me. And I'll say, well, there, you said it. But why did you take such a long-winded route to get there in here like it's just not working it's almost like there's this block about feeling like you have to sound a certain way to be a writer which is exactly the same block that I had about blogging you know I thought I had to not be me when I was blogging but you can totally be you when you're writing and so just that initial struggle of trying to put something onto paper just say it out loud and transcribe it out loud and that will work so much better and I've done that with there's at least two people that come into my head who I sat down with and did that 
process with them and the way they could articulate it to me was so much more natural and so much more infused with passion for what Mm. it was they were wanting to write about but because they were trying to sound like a writer it it didn't work it was too formal it was too clunky it fell flat and you didn't sense their passion but when you kind of take a step back and just take off the pressure of thinking that you have to sound a certain way to be a writer because you don't you just have to sound like you because that's what makes you a writer. It's your voice. It's not somebody's told you to write a certain way. And um, so that is, I think, the most important way to just get started mm. if you've really kind of lost your confidence a little bit. And I, you know, I lost my confidence with writing all the time. I've lost my confidence whilst writing a book. I lost it while after a book, I wrote the book. I, you, you always struggle with that. But when you kind of just take a step back from everything, I know I've said this before, but step away from the noise and just kind of like breathe (laughs) and don't try so hard because when you try too hard it really really shows and that's when it doesn't read as well as it could do because then your passion gets lost it's coming back to that idea of truth isn't it that's really at the heart of everything that we're saying is that when you're trying too hard to sound like a writer or to force this metaphor in that you you lose the element of the truth that the piece was coming from originally yeah, exactly. And it's it's also just about simplicity, because some of the best writing is the starkest writing. And then every now and again, it hits you with something really heartbreakingly beautiful. Do you know what I mean? So mm. it's it's just taking back all this kind of notion of needing to be using language in a certain way, because you, you don't just write the way you talk. That's the best way to get started. But I feel really funny saying all of this because I struggled with so much of that when it came to thinking about writing a blog in a way that I didn't struggle so much when it came to writing about a book because I kind of didn't realise that my voice on its own was enough, you know, without Mm. the plot and without the characters and without the fiction. I didn't realise that it would be of value and yet it is, my Mm. voice is. So it's just start with yourself take the pressure off and keep it simple and keep it honest and truthful that's where I would say you should start and if you can't put it into writing put it into words vocally like record it and then transcribe it that's so good and I think that's definitely words to live by is keep it simple and keep it truthful and that's you know for life as well as writing yeah (laughs) (laughs) so what is coming up for you now and for our story time because I know you've got a bit a pretty exciting autumn planned (laughs) I have I've got a whirlwind of an autumn plan to be honest so I am uh, launching my first course on our story time which is called the quiet words Mm. and it is a course on the craft of writing creatively which is kind of what we've talked about I guess to clarify it's not about writing fiction or non-fiction it's just writing because I believe that you can write creatively and add creativity into any kind of form of writing whether it is a factual blog post or a memoir essay or a really inspired fictional short story that it's a creativity can be in any form of writing and that's what the quiet words is exploring so that is starting very, very soon. Um, the course starts on the 17th of September. Mm. Yeah. And I've had the privilege of reading it and I was reading it through like, oh my God, that's so good. Oh my gosh, that's so good. <laughs> well, thank you very much. That means an awful lot. And I'm also 
doing something totally different for myself as well because then in autumn I start my yoga teacher training which I'm very excited about I'm slightly nervous about but it's one of those things that I don't think I would have done had I not have come this far with our story time Mm. because it's kind of just given me a bit of confidence and belief in myself again that I'd lost greatly when stepping out of kind of the competitive world of journalism I kind of crumbled a little bit and so this is really it just feels really good to be doing all this stuff (laughs) yeah it just it feels like when we first met a year ago you were not say you were in pieces but like (laughs) every you you were just really portioned out all the different parts of you were in different places and it just feels like everything's drawing together a lot more now I was very fraught and I was very underconfident because I remember coming to you and asking you is this okay? Is this okay? And it's kind of like, now I look back and I think, well, now I can make decisions for myself in a way I didn't. And I think it was, I mean, I don't want to say it's just because of becoming a mother, because becoming a mother to three little boys has been like the most amazing thing. And it's such a wonderful journey to be on. But coming from the sort of career that I was, where it was very kind of individualized, it's very much on you and what you can do on your own. It was very, very competitive. And all of a sudden, it's just taken away from you because there's no way back in once you'd stepped out, or at least that's how it felt like. It was really hard to come to terms with. And it was like grieving. And it was the same when I had to put that book away last year that I couldn't write it was it was a really hard thing because I think that's what happens when when what you do is so wrapped up in who you are like this act of writing it's not just this office job that you can shut off at the end of the day and then have a nice hobby to go on to that lets you pull your creativity Mm. out into that way which is a much healthier way of doing it instead it was all consuming and when I didn't have any of it I had no confidence and that's when I met you <laughs> and that's you know to to be able to say now that well you know what I can make I know what I'm gonna do and I have a plan and I have ideas that it, it's just I feel really sorry for where I was I mm. guess really like she was really sad <laughs> and but, really hurt so yeah. <laughs> do you know I, I feel like that when I kind of think back to like 18 19 year old me um but I just feel really happy for her that she is me now <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. it's like you could if you could go back in time and just whisper in mm. her ear and say you know what it's all going to be absolutely amazing then yeah. that's kind of a nice place to be in isn't it? yeah <laughs> yeah it's nice and I'm just so excited for what our story time is going to be because I think as we've kind of discussed you've kind of broken through the barrier of letting it just be you and all the things that you are and I can't wait to see how you bring the yoga into it and I want to have like a yoga writing retreat and I want it I want it all um, I'm definitely there with the yoga writing retreat. just come back in a year yeah. <laughs> or just buy the quiet words now because exactly. next year she's not gonna be even doing this there's gonna be something else <laughs> um so our very last question which is a question everybody is asked, which is, how do you grow with soul in your work and life? I grow with soul in my work and life by being kinder to myself and allowing myself to feel the small wins because they're not always small and you need to do that. I really feel like I've come that far in just the year that we've been kind of working together and talking together that to be able to now say, yeah, I can be kind to myself. And I deserve this. 
that's a good place to be and that's a good way to grow rather than kind of nibbling away at your soul and telling yourself you're not good at it. that's music to my ears (laughs) well thank you so much for your time and uh yeah all the details and everything will be in the show notes for everyone thank you thank you so much I realised a few days after speaking to Hummer that I was so in the conversation that I totally forgot to ask her where you can find her online. So the store, the blog and the quiet words are at ourstorytime.co.uk and you can connect with Hummer on Instagram at ourstorytime. All the links that we mentioned will be on my site which is simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast and come and let Hummer and I know what you thought on Instagram. I'm sure you know a frustrated or disheartened writer in your life, so do send them this episode if you think it will help them. And until next time, I hope you grow with Saul. <laughs>